the Grey Hat Beard podcast. And welcome back to part two of Grey Hat Beards. And today we're talking about the etiquette of Office 365. So there's lots of ways we consider this, but I think we're going to start off, Moraine. What would you consider when sharing the etiquette of Office 365? So, uh, well, there are a few things uh, that you can definitely talk about. And first, it's not really about... Um, which tool or how you use the tool well it's it's not the size of the tool that matters but it is how you use the tool that's been told not by my mother but by my oh well anyway i'll go there so no i've 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 been doing a talk uh in 2019 over 10 or 12 times about teams etiquette and and what kind of different things that you can do in teams when you talk about etiquette, because when you're working working together with people, collaborating, uh, then you need a certain set of rules. So what I really wanted to, to talk about, or what I was always talking about in the first part of my session was, what is etiquette? And etiquette is really a code of behavior that talks about the, the expectations that we have in, in social circles according to uh, contemporary norms within a group and these are rules that can change over time for example um, there was a time when email was the one thing that we will always do these days we have really nice chat functionality so maybe we're using chat much more than email for example same thing with attachments so we used to send attachments all the time these days it might be better to share attachments um, but I think if we're talking about um, etiquette in Office 365 or in, in any application, actually, um, there are actually three uh, main parts in there. So the first one would be we've got a number of technical best practices. For example, uh, when I create a new team, it always needs to have at least two owners. I think that's a good technical um, uh, best practice. Same thing with if you're in a meeting and you say, you're not talking, mute yourself. Sorry, go ahead. And, and when you say te technical, is that something you would enforce or is that technically or is yeah. that something that, yeah. Yeah, so something that you could enforce, exactly. Just like um, uh, naming conventions, like suffixes yeah. and stuff like that. Like that's, that's just a good practice to have that around. Um, second thing is uh, business practices. Um, so, um, for example, what do you do around, um, well, whatever. Um, what is acceptable uh, in your line of business? Um, and the third one would be uh, really organization specific. So, for example, uh, if I'm using my uh, Teams mobile app, uh, do I still want to get notifications in the evening? And is it socially acceptable within my organization that that I reply to them? Uh, so how, how would you delineate between business and, and org? What's... Um, well, that's it's, it's a fine line, of course, because um, every organization could be different. And it's, you just need to take a look at how does an organization work? 
and what is socially acceptable there. So for example, today I'm with a customer. We've got a big uh, landscape office and the idea is that you're all silent, you're working in silence and when you've got a call or when you have a meeting, you go into one of those little silence rooms that we have there and you take the call there. So that is one of the things that is that's socially acceptable uh, organization specific thing. Uh, I, think, but, I think for our organization, when you're in the office, it's loud uh, for anyone who's been on a customer call when we've tried to yeah. be in the office and not had space for the breakout room. Everyone is talking. It's if you yeah. need to work and focus, similar to people who can see Gary, the, the big headphones are the way to go forward and kind of cut yourself off that way. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So every organization is different in how they want to work and how they want to have their employees yeah, do stuff together. Um, so there, there are lots of, lots of uh, different things that you need to think about or that you can think about. So for example, one of the things is uh, profile pictures. If I'm working in a large international organization and I get an email from someone, I have no idea who that person is, but if I get a little uh, image in there saying, so, so I can make up who that is, I can actually say, oh, that's the guy that I always uh, have a little chat with at the coffee machine every morning. So, yeah. okay. So yeah, I, I find it interesting the reticence many people have about sharing their uh, their image. Uh, some people just don't don't want to do it. And I, I to me, it's part of I, I can understand with things like Twitter and LinkedIn where it's public. But when you're talking about within an organization, the ability to go to a bank of desks, even if you've got the desk location to be able to sort of quickly see, yep, that's the person. And especially in this world of hot desks that, that many organizations have, people are moving around all over the place. So. Yeah. You haven't necessarily met people face to face. I think it's a really uh, good point. And, and new organisations don't have offices. There's yeah. lots of organisations popping up now. You don't need an office. There's lots of companies that are completely remote. How do you communicate with people? How do you be open and transparent with your communication? Pictures, video, uh, on calls. I mean, I'm I'm very much a proponent of using video. Um, and and it's it's interesting because it's a it's a mind shift more than anything else. It's not an organization thing. It's it's sometimes it's cultural. Um, different uh, countries have different ways of going about things. Um, you know, some countries are more open than others. Some are more reserved. Um, uh, but it's, sometimes uh, it's technical. That, that you know the network is, yeah. isn't there for it. Yeah, uh, but in this kind of connected world, you know, um, I've worked with lots of people I've never met in in person physically, but I've met them and had good conversations using video and, and using the tools. Um, and it's just using the technology that's there and available to us to improve on that communication. Um, you know, having a having used my video on Teams calls for two years probably getting onto now constantly if I would always put mine on even if other people didn't want to just so that they could see me um is that they can see my reactions to things uh, it's communication not sometimes. just <laughs> yeah that's true uh, but communication is not just about your voice it's about your body language yeah. as well um and you can have a much better conversation uh with with video I think um but I do get people's reservations although I yeah. think you there's a bit of me that just feels, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, there might be a technical best practice here as well. If, if I'm talking to one of the satellite offices that don't have uh, enough bandwidth, 
then yeah. maybe it's yeah. it's uh, uh, that we all turn our uh, video off. Uh, but also talking back uh, again over those uh, uh, profile pictures, I'm currently working for a customer, a 60 people uh, company, and um, I had that um, PMP uh, birthday calendar on our intranet homepage. And that has yeah. the picture of the people in there as well. And I had three people complain that they didn't want their picture on there. It's a 60 people company. <laughs> Everybody knows everybody. We see each other every day. But they were complaining that they didn't want their picture on the internet. So they were happy to have their birthday shared on there, just not the picture of them. <laughs> well, not the birthday, but the day in this year that they. No, so not their age, but the actual yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. When the day. That was, was no problem. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. But not the not a picture. So that that was a really weird uh, thing. I, I was not expecting that one. Yeah. But I agree. Talking again about, yeah, it's as you said, it's like it's a cultural thing. So uh, memes and giphys, for example, in Teams, they're super popular. I've got customers uh, with a lot of PhDs, like very serious people know we are working in this organization. We don't have time We're for memes and giphys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you have fun on your own time. This is a place of work. So, um, yeah, it's it's things that you need to talk about, and it's things that you need to create some etiquette around, like how are we using uh, foul language and stuff like that. So um, yeah, and and I think that that leads nicely on to the the next topic, which is why why is etiquette important? I I think you've hit the nail on the head with some of those things. Some people will f will be offended or really not find it works. Uh, the the introduction of memes and gifs in in teams some people absolutely despise them and think it completely ruins the the way the company thinks on there others think it opens up and has a more fun feel to the company and that's what they want so it, it's important that the, uh, to me the etiquette sets the tone for the company uh it sets the way that people think it sets that people falling the right way and in um, part of it but i think also one of the things to me that's in, important with etiquette, if we talk about the memes and the GIFs, you can turn those off. You, you, you mentioned, Moraine, about the, the technical side. You can turn off and disable memes and GIFs. For me, the etiquette is also part of encouraging, not enforcing as much as anything else. There's certain ways that you want to encourage people to do the right thing, that it isn't an absolute, you have to, for example, turning on video. It's not an absolute thing you have to turn on video, but should be encouraged. So if you have a bad network, if you're in an inappropriate place, maybe there's a, a cafe and even with the blur, you've got lots of people going around. It doesn't make sense. You wouldn't want a policy that enforced you wouldn't want a technical thing that says every time you have a meeting, the camera will turn on. Someone might have a bad hangover and, and don't want to uh, share their face today, but it should be encouraged. And that, that to me is a, a large part of the, the etiquette and encouraging people to do things uh, as well. But, but going back a bit to the, the kind of way you want people to work. I think you have the, the kind of company culture and you'll have some companies, especially we, we work a lot with defense uh, companies where the notion of having those silos of having very strict ways of working, very strict locked down routes that people have to be very careful around what they share with others. It, it does encourage that silos. And, and I think in not always, but in some cases is the important uh, part to keep it locked down. 
Whereas many other companies, the, the kind of current way, the, the year of Yammer, that working out loud, that putting things in there and sharing as early as possible, as soon as you start on a draft, put that in SharePoint in area where the rest of the team can see it, maybe put a watermark and, and say that it's draft on there, but share it as early as possible so that if people do need to get the early view, they can. Once you publish it, then you tell people about it and you share the etiquette there, but you're giving people the option to get to things uh, as early as possible. And I, th I think there's many reasons that that etiquette is important so that everyone understands what that way of working is. And I, I think sharing that, writing down maybe an, an etiquette policy or a policy and recommendations guide and having that in the right places so that people know on there. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, I think both of you talk about the etiquette of teams, knowing when to reply to a conversation versus starting a new conversation. The, the classic one that always comes up uh, on there, trying to put into the right place to make sure people know that because it's it's not always obvious. And I think all of us have probably done it by mistake. Oh, absolutely. I, I see, for example, in, in our M MVP team environment. I see a lot of MVPs oh, yes. even doing that, and I've been guilty. I've been guilty about uh, of of that as well. And uh, th those are one of those technical constraints. Like, please, teams, team, just make this better so that people don't miss it all the time. Yeah, I, I think the the. Yeah, the conversation versus reply thing is just uh, everyone has done this uh, because the UI doesn't really help you. But um, there's, uh, you know, by creating new conversations and keeping the replies in there, you have a point of the discussion. Um, but you have something to go back to at a later date uh, as well uh, and, and kind of go back through, OK, we had these discussions at this time and it's all in in one conversation. Um, so I really like that. Um but what I see is that it's so easy to just create a new conversation when you don't need one. And generally it is people actually mean to reply to the conversation, not start a new one. So as to encourage the better way of using it, if you see that, point it out. Don't point it out that, oh my God, you've just made a mistake yeah. and that's the end of the world. It's just a respond in your conversation to the person who's created a new conversation to then point them back into the same place then you can have the discussion around actually it's better to keep all of the the replies in this one place because it makes it easier to find things like subject lines i think if you create a new conversation in a team you must have to give a subject line if teams implemented that right now i would be incredibly happy because you wouldn't send an email without a subject line. And the subject line gives you the context of the- Should it not be an email? But it's, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So the reason for the subject line is to give context of the conversation that you're in. So it gives you a boundary to say, have we exhausted this conversation? And now has the conversation gone into something else? If it moves into something else, create a new conversation with a new subject line. And it keeps things separate, but it gives you that nice, when someone comes back to it and they see that team, they can see the subject lines and it's easy to, to take in that information and understand which conversation I need to look at. And it, it's that by using the tool in a particular way, you're helping other people make better decisions. Um, and and it, it's a better way of enforcing, um, not enforcing, but encouraging good practice because people see oh actually in this team we're using it this way and this really helps actually i'm going to start using that 
um, in the way that I communicate in my other teams. And then you roll on and you roll on and then it becomes a more of a cultural thing. People buy into it, not writing a document say, you must have subject lines on your uh, uh, on your conversations because, you know, I mentioned that to you. I saw your response and your response was, no, I don't like subject lines. But actually, if you explain it and you show yeah. how it makes it better, there's no argument then. There, there's a, well, yeah, why why, why wouldn't I use a subject line? Um, um, and again, that's using the tool to, 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 to better your communication. You have inspired me to think about making a clippy bot that said, did you mean to reply to that conversation? Did you mean to add a, a subject to that? I, I think there's a future there. Well, I, I, I inadvertently created a meme, um, which uh, I sent, uh, it was one of, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we had this happen the other day and I basically took a screenshot and snag it and I put, you know, box around, you meant to use this, but use this instead, like down to the, the conversation box. And uh, the next time someone did it, I just sent them a direct chat message with that. And the response was, oh, my God, you've memed it. <laughs> and, and it worked. And straight away, people just went in and and uh, and, and changed it. And that's you, you need to make help make your world a better place. You're not being horrible by telling people what to do. You're just trying to encourage people to work in a uh, in a better way. Um, so you need to come up with like 10 commandments of Teams etiquette, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think high level that that's good to have i think you like kevin was saying if you go to minute detail and have processes of you know I, people are never going to read it and if you can't enforce it then it's not going to happen so how do you how do you help people move in the right direction um you know. I, I think one one that is trying to get the the right influencers it's obviously a big phrase at the moment with lots of people on instagram but it, this has been something that's been in the organization world for a long time big enterprises you're talking about to a large degree, senior managers, people are going out there speaking to people a lot who are in front of everyone's faces, get them to adopt the right behavior, which can often be one of the hardest challenges. Getting getting senior managers to adapt is uh, harder. They don't have the time to, to flex and change. But if you can get them adopting those right behaviors, they then encourage that down to other people as well. Um, so I, I think that's get, getting the right people to influence uh, the digital champions that we talk about a lot with kind of rolling out Office 365 and things, getting the right people there to adopt the right behaviours and then encouraging uh, others as well. Yeah. Got about four or five minutes left. Uh, maybe I'm going to spin around, maybe Moraine, what, what are the, your top tips for etiquette? You, you mentioned the Ten Commandments there. What, what would be the ones you, you jumped on? Well, the first thing that you definitely have to think about is okay for specific uh, processes or, or collaboration types what applications are we going to use because that's kind of a level that we kind of skip but I had a very interesting conversation yesterday uh, about for example whiteboard and plan and um, whiteboard and OneNote so mm -hmm. if you're in a meeting and you want to draw something do you use whiteboard or do you use OneNote um, what do you guys use so I like whiteboard and I like whiteboard just as a note taking device. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm on a Mac, so I don't have a touch screen, uh, but I do have an iPad uh, and that works with, uh, with with whiteboard. So I will just use that as uh, as my own digital like notebook and I'll do technical, try and just do some you know technical drawings, uh, some solution designs and things before I go off and then create in Visio. Um, but I tend to find that that's a, a better drawing experience. Um, but I don't think 
I don't really share them and get other people to collaborate in them in meetings. We don't tend to do that as an org, but I think we should. <laughs> well, uh, I, I see, and that's where that's where for me OneNote fits a lot better because you can have that sections. You mm. can have a notebook per per channel per um, well. Generally, you'd have a notebook per team and then a section per channel, and you can. For me, anyone who's taking notes, if we go and meet with the clients, whoever's taking notes there, they all go straight into OneNote. You've both then got two views of the same meeting and uh, bits that were missed because someone was talking. You can then yeah. reflect back to those notes uh, on there. I, I think probably with drawing, I, I would edge slightly to more more towards uh, whiteboard. But the the ability of OneNote to have that kind of categorization and that search within it to be able to go yeah. back and, and catch almost scribbles. Uh, and I, th I think for me, that's the etiquette is structuring out your, your one notes, making sure you have as few within your personal notes that no one can see as possible. Get those notes, do them in a way that everyone can see. And it does mean you don't need to write rude things on there, uh, but that's probably a good idea anyway. You know, maybe have an, a personal doodle one for when you're trying to keep awake. But otherwise, get get your notes in there, let everyone see them, write them in a way that you know not all our handwriting's brilliant for those that use handwriting but get it down there because that that little tip it may be enough for people yeah i agree, agree with that there's the, the two different use cases the one note is very much I, I see as structured notes um and then your whiteboard is for your doodles basically it's a you know they they accompany each other i don't think it's one or the uh, one or the other it's, it can be both um and uh yeah with with one note i mean I tend to just create my own notes and then just move them into the shared uh, notebooks rather than going to the shared notebook and having to do everything in there just so that I keep things moving around and I have my own little area for notes and then shift things over and then you're sharing it out. You kind of anyone else who's got access to that one note then can see it. Um, yeah, but that's that's the thing you need to discuss within your team. Okay, are we going to mm -hmm. use whiteboard yeah. or are we going to use OneNote? Because if yeah everyone is using whiteboard and I'm using OneNote, then we're going to miss some important information. So that and, and I it, think is the, the value of the of the etiquette. Yeah, and, and that could be on a team by team basis, yeah. uh, small T, not big T. Yeah. In that case, it could be on a project by project basis. You know, this is when you kick off a project, it's agreeing some of those things up mm -hmm. front uh, on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary, uh, maybe one more minute. Any quick uh, tips you want so to find? Use subject lines. <laughs> for your conversations your That's just use the subject have you lines. mentioned that before uh, no but use subject lines um <laughs> so if i say it enough it'll just happen right um uh and add your use... profile picture oh add your yes. profile picture use video don't use general for just don't create a team and talk in general about specific things create channels for that general uh, if you start communicating there you're going to come back to that team at a later date and go, what is all this rubbish that's sat in general that is that doesn't really have any context? Um, so, yeah, do that. Um, uh, what else? Um, so I'm, I'm going to do one final. Yeah. I can't believe no one said it, and I know you shared it the other day. Whatever you do, when you're on Teams, don't say, hi. Oh, and yes. And sit there and wait and wait and wait because yeah. that person may be sitting there waiting for you they don't need to just just say what you want say hello comma and say what you want please please Straight everyone do that 
Yeah. So this was an interesting thing. The reason why I posted it was because I, uh, a bit of a name drop. So I sent uh, Vasey Uvenant a message on chat in the MVP uh, channel. So direct message. And I tend to start with hello person emoji wave because I'm that kind of person. And then I follow it up straight away with a, you know, what I'm asking for. And his response was just a link. And it was a link to, <laughs> it was a link to a GitHub page uh, Get repository that all it has is uh, uh, one page that says no hello and it describes why you shouldn't do this and I felt really bad at the time but it was great it was exactly what we were saying before about you know me going to say to people don't start a new conversation you know you've uh, you've replied to the existing one um, it was the same thing um, so I took it as that, that makes total sense actually thank you for that and actually what you've done by sharing that has actually made it better for me and i've noticed a lot of other people since i shared that doing the same thing um and it's actually opened it up and encouraged other people to say actually don't say hi have you got time for a question and then ask the question anyway uh, you know those kind of things and again it comes back to etiquette but if you bring that out in the open you have conversation with, about it then you can start to add things in about what's acceptable and what's not and that's better than going oh god i keep getting messages from this particular person and they they always do this and it really annoys them well they'll keep doing it if you don't say anything uh, so it's how do you in a nice way say please i you know I, i'm trying to help but please help me to help you um i guess the way of looking at it but yeah we'll share a link to that github in the uh, in the show notes as well yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's it's those cultural differences. I mean, Vesa yeah. is a great guy, but, you know, Finnish people are sometimes <laughs> different yeah. in, in the way of yeah. social behavior. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's just in a different way. Same thing as yeah. when you go to, for example, Egypt, there are different social standards and that might reflect into how you work in a, in a digital environment. I always love the European SharePoint conference and the Americans coming over and uh, just embracing the European way of uh, talking and uh, general general engagement, especially at the end of talks. <laughs> kind of, hey, guys, doesn't go as well quite in, in many <laughs> no. parts, especially in Nordics. So, <laughs> so I, I think we uh, over a little bit. I think we'll have to uh, wrap up there. One thing. Uh, can't promise a hundred percent the moment but what we are looking to do is take some of these tips and some other tips we've done and put it together into a, a, a github repository because i think that there's some useful ones we've got here i think many other people have some useful ones trying to we, we talked about the idea of sharing what your etiquette is within an organization if we can help others um to do that i think that would be a really useful thing to put together so uh, uh, i hope you're both okay with that um i'll, I'll that share it both out with brilliant. you brilliant but uh, and, and i know mark Anton's got the great SharePoint usage stories, something that can either sit alongside that or similar to that, that everyone can contribute to. And we can get some good ideas for the, the kind of etiquette and people can pick the bits they want from it. But uh, I, I think it'd be a good idea to share some of these ideas. That is an awesome idea. So, yeah, I, I think as we love, we, we've mentioned Visa already, sharing is caring. Definitely. Um, we'll wrap up there. Uh, Moraine, thank you very, 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 very much for joining us, providing the, the extra hat uh, today. Uh, thank you so pleasure. much for having me. Redressing awesome. the balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Gary, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we've been, I've been Grey. Moraine, been you've been our hat for today. Yep. 
Gary, you've been beard. Look forward to uh, speaking to you all in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Grey Hat Beard Podcast. The song Drink Up My Mateys was brought to you by Black Bones under a non-commercial attribution license.